This is Jennifer Hale, and you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. And, um, I should go. episode 330 of the five-ish fangirls podcast and it turns out going back to conventions is kind of like riding a bike but with a lot more stuff (laughs) welcome everyone to this week's episode of the five-ish fangirls podcast so glad you could join us so let's start off like you're with a virtual table and see who joined us this week Did we lose someone again? Maybe. This is Brittany and Troy. There she is. is. This is Holly from Wisconsin. She's trying to force her way through. (laughs) (laughs) The Matrix keeps trying to pull her back in. And this is Rachel in Annapolis, Indiana. Hello, everyone. Hello. Oh, hopefully everyone had a restful holiday. Sorry. <laughs> uh, thought I had something and it automatically, like, you should have been muted. You were muted. I didn't touch you. Apparently not. <laughs> Crazy noise says otherwise. Yes. So. <laughs> anyway the excitement that cons are back <laughs> yeah exactly As I, I don't i know i don't necessarily sound that excited but i'm tired <laughs> but we will we will get to that um first we need to do the oh excuse me news <laughs> I'm just a hot mess today. It's a good thing it was technically the holiday was yesterday, but because the holiday was on Sunday, we got mm-hmm. today off work, and that's probably a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> so my brain's a little scrambled, uh, but in the best way possible. Um, so yes, news. We need to do the news, <laughs> and first up, mm-hmm. some. Uh, 10 o'clock news that's come over the wire in the last few uh, hours. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, right. Uh, so I don't know this. I have not been on Facebook or anywhere today, so I have no idea what this is on scared. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, 10 o'clock news is never, never fun. Um, so, but I would say again, 91 years old is not anything to sneeze at. So, uh, acclaimed oh, director and producer Richard Donner has passed away at the age of 91. Mm. Um, so, you know, he did. So much, in, especially yeah. in the 70s and 80s, you know, the yeah. uh, the Christopher Reeve Superman. Yep. Uh, 
the um, lethal weapon franchise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although although the uh, drama around that the Superman mm-hmm. <laughs> was is so infamous, you know, with yeah. the Donner cut and uh, you know all mm-hmm. those things. So um, DC's been uh, fraught with issues since mm-hmm. for a long time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, like so he's he's done, you know, so much. So the Goonies, Steven Spielberg mm-hmm. referred to him as as the best Goonie. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and like Holly said, lethal the lethal weapon. Um. So yeah, he uh. He did a lot in his long, long career. So yeah. So if you haven't thought you haven't seen anything Michael Donner made, check the IMDb. You probably have. Mm-hmm. Well, I would think that almost everybody has seen at the very least the first Christopher Reeve Superman. I would hope. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So. What an odd memory of watching that in my Latin class in high school for some reason. Hmm. Hey, yeah. I think it was just it was like a end of semester type thing. Would be. Holidays or something. Would be. I mean, it's it's fairly family friendly, so. Mm-hmm. And you know, pretty, pretty iconic. And Gene Hackman just makes a really fun Lex Luthor. So. Oh yes, he does. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so. So yeah, Richard Donner. Go watch something that he did. Remembrance, I guess. It was just the Fourth of July yesterday. We're recording this, so go watch Superman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that's our ten o'clock news. So let's move on to happier things like. Some convention news. Uh, conventions are coming back. They're back. Um, but looking ahead to Gen Con, um, which, as we have mentioned, is has been temporarily moved this year from August to September, um, which on one hand is like, oh, that seems so far away. And on the other hand, it's July. So it's Less not that long. <laughs> yeah. It's not that far away in the grand scheme of things. Um, and it's going to go by like that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so um, if, you're, if you've been out of the loop, um, badge registration 
opened uh, late May. Um, um, uh, but um, now uh, at the end of last month, registration opened for the um, online version. So if you can't attend Gen Con in person, there is going to be online stuff available. Um, plus the Gen Con pop-ups, which you can see the schedule for those on the website as well. Registration is now open for those. Housing um, opened uh, uh, last month, June 6th. There are still hotel rooms available. Um, so if you want to stay you know, downtown, um, you might want to get on that. Um, and then the event catalog is now live. So you can go and look at it, um, start making your wish list, um, and then actual registration for those events, processing your wish list opens at noon on July 11th. Um, so, um, and yeah, I like how they're like, what? just be aware, you know, we're scaling back this year and the event catalog is still like a thousand events. So, <laughs> That's scaling okay. down. That's scaling back. That's the definition <laughs> of scaling down. Okay. Yes. For Gen Con, yes. <laughs> okay, I know Gen Con's one of the bigger ones, but that's just. Whew. Wow. Mine. Boom. It's still four days. So, you know, you got to fill those four days with something. A, a lot of it's repetitive. Um, yeah, when I say a thousand events, it's like, you know, like play this game and it's several, uh, you know, offerings of playing this game multi, gotcha. you know, over the course of four uh, days. So it adds up. Um, right. So, um, but yeah, um, that is a, a thing that uh, you probably want to get on if uh, there's something you really, really, really really want to make sure that you get registered for. So, because even though it may be scaled back, the attendance might not be as, you know, hefty as it normally is. That does not mean that stuff is not going to fill up. So, in fact, stuff may fill up, I would think even more because they probably have to put uh, smaller caps on things just for- Right, yeah. Uh, for safety reasons so mm -hmm. so keep that in mind don't don't dawdle because then stuff might not be available and then you're just gonna be like kicking yourself <laughs> going and it's gonna be a sad panda yes. mm -hmm. don't procrastinate on the gen con if you can help it uh, so there is that um, and moving on to non-convention related news. I'm so happy this dropped <laughs> like the same day that uh, a very unfortunate incident of serendipity occurred after last week's episode yeah mm -hmm. yep. i'm not going to get into because if i get on that soapbox then people are going to be like uh no uh yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna save my energy for more pleasant things. But if you know, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, yeah. But the happy thing that happened <laughs> that happened to happen that same day was the announcement that we are getting a TV sequel on TV. Well, Amazon Prime, but you know what I mean. Uh, oh yes. We're getting a sequel to Good Omens. <laughs> this is one of those things, like, like I remember him, like, of Neil Gaiman saying, like, that they had planned a sequel. Well, and they pulled stuff from the sequel that ended up in the series, and in the miniseries. Of, yeah, they, he put it in. Yes, and I th and I thought, okay, that's that's gonna be it. I didn't, and I'm like, oh, seriously, that's awesome! I can't wait. Uh -huh. It's like one of those like, I was not expecting it, but I'm very very happy this is happening. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I guess there's an upside to Prodigal Son getting canceled. Yes. <laughs> yes. Don't worry, Michael is Still not a little bitter about that, but upside. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, someone kind of whip out yeah. turn from Angel to Sirius back to Angel. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, um, yeah, the internet kind of so, uh, imploded there for a while because the it, the news spread, and Neil Gaiman was like, "I've wrote this blog post explaining." you know, the how and the why and all of that, but people weren't bothering to read it. They were just commenting like, this is stupid. You know, how, you know, how can they do a sequel? There's not a second book, blah, 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 blah. And then other people were like, did you read Neil's post? And they're, they're like, <laughs> no. <laughs> read it and the rest so, of us are like, the TLD. Yeah. Yeah. I like <laughs> Neil, like, Yeah, it, 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 I mean, even some of the even I've heard from some people even after getting Neil's explanation, there's still people that are like, I'm not sure, and I'm like, why are you being so negative after the year that we've had? Mm -hmm. <laughs> this I'm is just like, good. <laughs> yes, this is good. I'm don't here look, for the don't ride. Look a gift horse in the mouth. Take, uh -huh. the, take the goodness that we are being given. Yes. yes. <laughs> now, if we could just figure out a way to get ourselves to Scotland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really. Uh, yeah. So, if you know anyone that lives in Scotland, or you live in Scotland, or know anyone that could temporarily relocate to Scotland, starting in what, like August, September, or something like that. Yeah. Um, and if, yeah. in a few months, uh, Amazon is looking for people to work on on the shoot in, in like a lot of different roles. So, but you essentially need to be able to go to Scotland, have your own transportation, and be able to stay there, you know, forever. How long it they, you know the shoot ends mm -hmm. up ends up taking? Um, but yeah, they go will read. Train you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's the thing is like you don't really need to know anything they will trade you yeah. i'm like oh why can't i temporarily move like, <laughs> yes like i don't know anything about filming or acting well, anything 
I, I know good omens. Like, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I, sure, yeah. sure, a little baptism by fire, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> yeah. I'll be gold for it. I wouldn't mind just being like, yeah, exactly. I wouldn't mind being a gold for I, I, I have training in that. I've done that before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you know anyone that can, can apply, go do that. Um, and go read Neil's posts and subsequent comments on the interwebs since then. The man is a treasure. Uh, yes, I love you. <laughs> so, but I am, I am definitely I still have my Twitter account. Yeah, I am definitely one of those people that I am, I am not going to take, I'm not, I have complete faith and trust. Mm-hmm in neil to do this so i mean he and terry were best friends and you know he 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 would he knows what terry would have wanted and he will make sure that those ideas that he and terry were bantering around like 30 years ago when they first came up with the idea for the books in the first place and Mm -hmm. we'll make sure that you know this is not Good omens to the Neil Gaiman cuts. There will be Terry Pratchett in there too. Oh yes, so. yeah. And hopefully some it's, more Queen music. Oh, of course, it's <laughs> gonna be. Some things won't change. So. Exactly. <laughs> and if anything else, this is like this is uh, once again reminding me that I really need to get on that Desirefell cosplay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was wondering, is this thing to spark it? <laughs> it's 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 definitely going to be moving up the to do list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm very very excited. Okay. Uh, <laughs> A few of my work friends then, like when they saw me post that on Facebook, they're like, "When's that supposed to be coming out?" And it's like. I don't know. This is just the announcement. They haven't started pre-production yet. They're like, oh, darn it. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they're doing like filming and stuff later this year, it's probably going to be next year. So that's what I'm, I'm, I'm guessing probably about like the same time it was in 19. Like, I'm assuming it's going to be probably May yeah. in 22. Yeah. yeah. It's like, man, I wish it would be dropping soon so we could all watch it, but them keeping that tight lipped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, all, I mean, they'll, they'll start once Neil is more free from doing stuff for the Sandman. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. Adaptation. So, he's got that, but, that nice side project, too. <laughs> yeah. Which reminds me, I got to get back to that audible. Yeah. <laughs> Keep getting sidetracked by other stuff that's coming back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but yes, that's that's exciting. So, so there is that, um, and then of course uh, a little bit of housekeeping. New episode of Gold Standard is out in the feeds. Uh, our episode on on the waterfront um, is out there for you to listen to and get caught up on and we'll be 
doing this month's Patreon request in a couple of weeks while we're recording that. So you've still got time to get on Patreon to, so that uh, you can listen to that okay. when it becomes available. Um, so yep. wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Yeah. Yep. And of course, uh, as we were mentioning yesterday, it was July the 4th. So since the last episode, we have reached a new month. Yes, we have. And the book for the month for the Doctor Who Traveling the World Textbook Club is the, I, uh, we can call it a multi master book called I Am the Master. <laughs> I've been enjoying reading it, so. And for those of you who are still wondering, why not the River Song one? That hasn't come out in physical copy release yet. Mm. As soon as it hits physical copy, it will be put up on the poll. Mm -hmm. We always want to make sure that the options are as widely available to everyone as possible. Exactly. Yep. So. That's why there's a little bit of a delay. Good yep. things come to those to wait. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So that is your housekeeping. We don't have any feedback, so we shall move on to this week's main topic, which is as of this past weekend, I went to my first convention since November of 2019. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a long time for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's really wild talking to other people that are, you know, pretty regular in the convention going, you know, part of fandom and you know there are people like yeah i went to whatever in early 2020 and i'm like i haven't been since late 2019 so <laughs> it has been a long time for me especially a multi-day convention i haven't been to a multi-day convention since gen con of 2019 so <laughs> <laughs> almost <Wow>. two years <laughs> uh, so yeah so in conjunction um which is you know a local homegrown home run here in indiana uh, celebrating uh 40 years actually this year um of that particular convention so that was kind of uh exciting um so this was my fifth time attending in conjunction, I think, is when I, I did the uh, jogging memory. Um, so, um, you know, I'm not as seasoned as some of the people that attend who have been there since year one. Um, but um, it was definitely the best choice for returning to 
conventions <laughs> because it is even without the you know having to scale back a little and change some things because of the, the you know the pandemic and everything because we're, we're you know we're not in the clear yet but we're getting there you know a lot of people are vac you know vaccinated or in the process of getting vaccinated um and um you know, so people's comfort level as far as being out in public and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, even even with those adjustments, this convention is still very laid back, low key. Um, you know, not running around like crazy at a big convention center. You know, it takes place at a at a at a hotel, so. Um, you know, not a lot of ground to cover, unless you're the con chair, Melissa, um, who we've had on the show ages ago. Um, she was the, the chair for the convention this year, and uh, she tweeted earlier today that according to her smartwatch, um, she logged 25 miles over the weekend. <laughs> running from point a to point b but when you're the person in charge that makes sense uh <laughs> it adds up um uh so yeah uh i i had a table uh again this year um in the vendor hall um they limited the number of vendors um so that they could put more space in between booths um, which was, you know, kind of nice because of like, I've never had this much room before, still managed to trip on things because I'm me. Um, <laughs> um, so, but this, you know, because of uh, this being the, re the return to conventions um, since before the pandemic, not only was I able um, to, uh, you know, uh, promote our show, you know, the Five Wish Fangirls, but it also meant I was promoting Gold Standard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, I got a small tabletop size uh, sign for Gold Standard um, just because in general, space tends to be at a premium for these things. So mm -hmm. uh, just looking ahead to the future, I'm like, I go with a smaller sign this time around um so that uh, down the line this won't be an issue as far as space because if i had two of those like you know six foot tall floor signs uh for mm -hmm. one for each show that would that would take up some valuable space um so um but yeah and i have business cards for both so that was kind of fun so you know, i was talking talking to people and like introducing myself at panels which i'll get to in a moment you know it was like i'm a podcaster i have two shows because i'm crazy uh <laughs> <laughs> like what did you do over the pandemic i started a second show <laughs> so, um uh but uh yeah so it was it was it was fun to be able to 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 promote both just gives me more to talk about yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> so um but uh and again of course i am a 
I don't know what it is about this convention that I'm like, when it comes to panel sign up, I'm like, sign me up for all the things. And I think it one year, I think my record was seven in one, I did seven over the course of three days. Wow. Um, yeah, that was a couple of years ago because I was just looking at like my Facebook memories and I, I think it may have been the last one that I, I tweeted or posted or whatever and said that I did eight and I did eight again this year. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of a I, I'm, 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 I don't, I don't know what my issue, I don't know what the thing is. They're like, hey, so, you know, they're like put up like the list online and they're like, hey, these panels could use some people on them so that, you know, it's not one person sitting there talking to a room of people. And I'm just like, check all the boxes, sign me up for all the things. I don't, <laughs> I've got a problem. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, so <laughs> Rachel, there's worse problems to have. That is true. That is very, very true. Very, very but, true. but once again, um, and I believe this is something that I have I have mentioned uh, when when talking about this convention specifically is um, the the thing is when you're doing that many panels and you're tabling by yourself when you're at panels, no one's at your table. <laughs> so True. if somebody stops by, there's nobody there to, to talk. Yeah, yeah, there's nobody there to talk to the people. So I know people stop by because I definitely left with less business cards than what I went with. So at least when people were stopping by, they were picking up business cards. So well, that's good. yeah, that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, I real I really need to. I really need to, I either need to have help so that somebody can man the table when I'm not there, or I really need to like rein myself in when it comes to signing up for stuff. <laughs> but there were just so many good options, not including the two I submitted myself. Um, so, I mean, the eight includes the two I submitted myself, but still, um, you know, I, I apparently- have, like, I be with you and like stop you when it gets a little too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or something. I or, like, I'm going to like, you know, I may, I, I may need to have you guys like be my <laughs> people to like keep me in check. So when in conjunctions coming around again next year, you can be like, Rachel, Four. not eight, <laughs> not <Four>. eight. <laughs> Yeah. you like have to like, send us a message more. every time you go on and like you say okay this is where you stop this is yes. the last one yes <laughs> yeah uh, so speaking of panels let's discuss the ones <laughs> i did um so the first one that i did and really was the first one of the entire convention um was um, on Friday uh, afternoon, and that was the pandemic lockdown, how we spent our time. And I do, I did record some of these panels, um, 
unfortunately, the audio is not necessarily the best because only one of the rooms that I did a panel in, they actually had the microphone set up ready to go. Um, so um, that helped, <laughs> uh, at least as far as picking up my voice and the other people next to me on the panel, the audience, not so much. So I'll have clips that I will put in of some of the, I guess, best sounding audio <laughs> that I could get uh, for my recordings. Um, but uh, so, yeah, so you can at least hear some of what, how the panel went. Um, but yeah, the pandemic lockdown, how we spent our time, um, which was um, the, uh, the, the uh, description in the program book was, what did you do during the time spent sheltering in place? Did you read any genre, 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 can't speak, genre material, I've been speaking all weekend. Um, come share how you spent your time and if your science fiction and fantasy interests or collections play a role in any of that time. Welcome to Indianapolis. We're sorry you had to stay. Mm -hmm. No, we just like to put out orange cones. Yeah. And orange barrels. They think they look nice. No, I, I, thought, I thought we'd use them to ground them. Yeah. completely tore out the... It's the unofficial state bird of Indiana, the orange barrel. I take it to have your own podcast. Yes. It says so on your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still working on the sleep part. Uh, well, aren't we all? Yeah. We like to think of ourselves as the Hotel California. <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs> the first, the first thing that comes to mind in terms of moving forward with what might be considered dead space to work with is just how did people adapt what was the what was the first thing that you conceded to doing that I then led to everything else i rearranged a lot of furniture <laughs> replace some things that had needed to be replaced. My husband and I, we combined our stuff when we got married, and it was all, you know, your early 20-something college-eared furniture. And slowly but surely, we'd replace some of that. But it, it, once we were at home all of the time, we realized just how desperately we needed to upgrade some things. Yep. So we did some significant furniture rearranging and swapping out things so and and that is what led you to branch out to podcasting well i've been podcasting for a very long time oh. my yeah my first show the the five-ish fangirls we've been podcasting for seven years five-ish yes 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. We've been podcasting for for seven years, uh, but in the process of doing that podcast and uh, connecting with other people online, because that's the only way you could connect with people, I ended up starting a second show right. <laughs> during the what pandemic. What was the topic of the second show? <laughs> so the second show is uh, Gold Standard, the Oscars podcast, and we're oh. uh, watching and reviewing every Academy Award winner for Best Picture in chronological order. Ah. And we've been doing that for slightly over a year. Very good. Did, does that lead you to want to know more? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I've been watching a lot of the movies that are the Best Picture winner I'd never seen, but I also have making it a habit of watching some of its fellow nominees. Some of its competition. And, some, and even some of the movies that came out that year but didn't necessarily get nominated. Right. So that I have oh, something to compare to of whether this actually did this movie actually deserve the best picture, and there are several out there that didn't. The worst one I've seen so far that I just absolutely hated was How Green Was My Valley. I hated that movie. How green was it? Not. Oh, not at all. I think so. I think it was just one of those where... Who was in it? I don't remember. Oh. I, blo- I, I think I've like <laughs> mentally blocked it out. I just... I remember... I think Roddy McDowell was in it. I think that oh, was like really? one of his first oh, movies. <laughs> but, but other than that... There have been some really good ones that I've discovered, but oh my god. Hollywood seems to love movies about making uh, not that many, actually, because um, the year that Singing in the Rain came out, it didn't win. It didn't even get nominated. A movie called uh, The Greatest Show on Earth about the circus, which is a Cecil B. DeMille movie, actually won. And um, uh, An American in Paris had actually won the year before. And I was like, well, they just waited a year. And Gene Kelly would have shown them a thing or two. How Green Was My Valley, 1941. Ryan McDowell, yeah. directed by John Ford. Yeah. Yep. Which John Ford has and done better. From a book, so yeah. Yeah. And Marina, I'll tell you what, the lack of commute, this is a, a, a silver lining I did not know, realize was going to be a thing. Because, I mean, my commute's not that long. It's 20 minutes, <laughs> as long as traffic isn't stupid uh, from my front door to the parking lot at, at work. Um, but uh, not commuting and therefore not spending the gas um, and not having to pay to park, because we have to pay to park, because I work for IU, they make us pay to park. Um, and between not having that deducted from my paycheck and not having to pay to gas, I've paid off a student loan. And I'm working on paying off a second. <laughs> so <laughs> the zero interest on student loans really helped too, but still. <laughs> um, it was quite challenging. I was running sound and right. echoing of their breathing. Everybody sounded like Darth Vader. Yeah. Yeah. And it just doesn't work when 12 people say they're Darth Vader. <laughs> And not their fathers. Um, the, the thing that occurs to me is, how did the arts 
specifically television, movies, and the like, reflect the pandemic? Did you see good or not so good representations of what had been going on in real life up on the screen? I like some of the uh, stuff that some of the creators managed to put together for like little miniature specials like they did for the Parks and Rec where they're all on a Zoom call so that all the actors they could just find being in different places. See, but that kind of creativity yeah. was was forced, but but a blessing in disguise yeah. because of what they were forced to look at to make things work for them. Yeah. Um, one show that I noticed was The Blacklist. Their final episode of the seventh season did not get in in time. What happened was they had filmed about three-quarters of the show when the pandemic hit, three, three-quarters of the final episode. And what they ended up doing was a mini, what would you call it, Mike? It, it was a mini um, comic, almost, yeah, representation. Animated, sort of animated. Animated comic book style. Yes. First with the live action stuff, and it, it worked pretty well. It, huh. it worked very well for the story. Yeah, it did. So it was very unique. Um, and then, you know, other shows like uh, A Million Little Things has been just reflecting in restaurants and what they went through and individuals and what they go through in those reflections of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know if there were special shows out there that anybody took note of that might might have uh, given you a different slant or just reinforced what you'd already seen in, in your everyday lives. All about how, how we can unseat the laughter and, you know, just make you not think about the heavier things you've got to think about in your life in daily terms. And so you've got two different uh, dichotomy there, but there have got to be a a whole list of things that go about their way of doing things differently than they did because of the the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, did your podcast change its form? No, actually, no, because we've always been uh, done all our stuff online because we're we're not all local to mm-hmm. each other. So nothing changed because of the pandemic. We've had to change some things because people have had job changes and changed locations. Right. But yeah, but no, nothing. In fact, we actually added on on top of me having now a second show. Uh, we spent almost a year with the five-ish fangirls on top of doing our regular show every week where we played D&D as a kind of a bonus thing. It ended up being bonus content, but we were going to play anyway, but we figured, what the heck, might as well record it. Right. (laughs) But was that that germ of an idea proffered up because you had so much extra time on your hands? Yeah, yeah, because... um, one of my co-hosts, Chrissy, and her husband had already played, so they were seasoned, and he's, her husband, Jared, is a, a, a DM. So 
um, he was doing, they're both librarians, and he was doing D&D for the library he works at. And the rest of us were like, oh, yeah, that would be kind of fun to play Dungeons and Dragons. And Jared was like, yeah, I'll, I'll be your DM. And taught us everything because three of us had no idea. We never, none of us had never played before. So we had to learn from had scratch. Have you watched Stranger Things? Well, yeah. I oh, mean, okay. I, I knew the general <laughs> gist of it, how it worked, but I never actually played it. So I didn't know. By the you way, know how to do like back for a fourth season. yeah how to do like you know come up with a character and a backstory and right. all the attributes and everything so but I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it and we played the, our campaign it took about a year for us to do our campaign and when we reached the end we we're like yay <laughs> especially because we all survived because <laughs> even though we were. Three of us were, were well, now newbies. Now you spoiled it. Now yeah. I'm not going to want to listen. <laughs> Barely survived. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're, three of us are newbies, and, apparently, and our DM thought that the way to round out, finish out the campaign was with the, the, the Tomb of Horrors, if you ever played D&D, you know. <laughs> I, it's been way too long since I played <laughs> It's like, here, newbies, let's do this infamous dungeon. <laughs> Thankfully, he didn't make a speed run it. Yeah. Audiobooks have been one of my big go-tos. I've, I've read a lot. I've read, air quotes, I've read a lot of books during the yeah, pandemic. Yeah, but is that but just it, looking at the radio? No. Seeing the words stream out? <laughs> no. It's oh, just, okay. I, I, I got a, a library card, something I had didn't have for my local library, um, which they've been a godsend as far as being able to get right. my hands on stuff. Um, yeah, but it gave me, yeah, but my... When you went to the library, did you see a lot, an uptick in activity? No, actually, I, the library's been fairly quiet, although I'm in there, like, at least once a week, so I think I'm on a first-name basis with all the libraries. <laughs> so at least they know my face. <laughs> They're like, what, hey, how are you doing? What did you get from the <laughs> Well, I mean, it's, it's helped me a lot with watching all those Oscar winners, those Best Picture oh, winners, okay. being able to get the DVDs from the library, especially the being able to loan stuff out from other branches if my branch doesn't have it. But a lot of times with your library card, it get, they have give you access to a lot of digital stuff too. So like OverDrive, which is a lot of, ebooks and audiobooks so i've done a whole lot of uh audiobook listening because i don't have the patience to actually sit and read pages i get bored um but you know if i'm at like the gym or something i can get my miles in on the treadmill while listening listening to a book um so and i think for a lot of us it was uh the discussion was things that we watched and or read <laughs> um, a lot of people spending time with their pets um, which was nice you get to hear you know stories about people's cats and dogs and stuff um, so um, I did have because uh, yeah I was like yeah during the pandemic I started a second podcast and told them about gold standard and they're like What's the worst movie? What's the worst, worst uh, best picture winner? And I was like, or something along the lines of that. And I'm like, 
how green was my valley? Valley. <laughs> yes. oh, That's yes. easy I can't enough. Remember you going on about that? How one. green was my valley? Worst movie ever. <laughs> uh, so. I'm most of the people like I've never even heard of that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then you made it pretty much through all 15 seasons of a certain TV show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, yeah, I watch all of ER, however many seasons that ended up being, and Supernatural. So, <laughs> uh, a lot of binging mm-hmm. of TV shows. Waiting for the, the like, waiting, waiting for the Marvel stuff to come out. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> just really, just biding my time until Marvel came back so um so that was uh fun it was was a good way to kick off you know everything like hey we're back what have you been doing for the last year and a half (laughs) essentially it sounds it reminds me of like in school like what did you do of your summer break Mm -hmm. a little bit (laughs) little bit Mm -hmm. in this case everybody's summer break was a year and a half long uh-huh. yep so there was that um and then my next panel was one of the ones i submitted um which was actually a game show that i i can't completely say that i came up with because i took an idea off of uh a series that I had seen on YouTube and then made it my own. So thanks, random YouTube channel for the inspiration. I actually <laughs> I actually came up with this like months, like early 2020 and built it. Um, you know, came up with all the clips and, and everything and built the whole thing. And then everything got canceled. So I'd even submitted it in the, the online thing for in conjunction. So it was sitting there just waiting to be approved for whenever it was able to happen. Um, so then circle around to this year and, you know, I'm getting into con crunch, you know, like the week, week and a half before the convention. I'm like, okay, I need to start getting like my stuff together and all these things and I'm like well I've gotten a new computer since I did the thing last year so I need to make sure it works on this computer that I'm going to take with me and I go oh, that's right yeah. didn't you I go to the file transferring over or something or no it was gone <laughs> oh okay that's what it was I it couldn't was remember. completely well I almost I say completely it was 95 percent gone oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had the folder and there were a handful of files in it but yeah the majority of it was completely gone so I had to end up rebuilding almost the whole thing from scratch <laughs> thankfully I knew I know what I'm doing so true <laughs> But still, it's like that's time yeah. that I could have used elsewhere. Uh-huh. Um, so, but anyway, yeah. despite that technical hiccup, um, 
uh, they, I, I, I was, I'm calling it name that backwards tune. Cause that's <laughs> nice. what, that's essentially what it is. Cause I figured name that tune mm-hmm. when you're talking about, um, you know, uh, recognizable like theme songs from like movies and TV shows. I figured mm-hmm. doing them just straightforward would be too easy. Uh-huh. Oh, that, that this sounds fun. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, I was like, well, let's take those clips and reverse them and make it a little harder. Um, nice. And that's <laughs> so that's exactly that's exactly what I did. Um, and you know the I had three contestants that I I literally what I got to the the panel room with my computer and got it hooked up and worked with the AV guy to make sure that the sound and everything worked. Um, and then it was like slightly under ten minutes till, and there was like nobody in the room. And I was uh-uh. like, well, it's going to really suck if nobody shows up. Um, so I literally went out into the halls and the vendor hall like a town crier, <laughs> making an announcement like, you know, name that, <laughs> name that geeky tune, you know, in the, uh-huh. in the special programming at four o'clock, come play my game. Uh, <laughs> you know, come play, come view my game show, win a prize. Um, and eventually I got a small handful of people um to to show up enough that i was able to get my three contestants from the audience um which was which was good um and it, it did i've since uh uh since we've been home i haven't really had a chance to test it out with like a group of people so chauncey's been my guinea pig uh, <laughs> as far as like you know like the, how does this sound you know like you know are some of these recognizable? And yeah, he was able to get a good number of them, but then some of them he's like, I don't, and even some of them I knew he was going to get because they were from things like that he had not seen, but right. he was like, I, I get that that's like a song from something. So it was okay. like, it doesn't sound like complete nonsense. Although some of them sound like either Japanese or Russian backwards, <laughs> which is wild. Um, <laughs> I want to hear these. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't I'll mind. Ha- I'll have to figure out a way to like share it with you guys because it's a, it's in a PowerPoint, so I'm not exactly sure how I could. I guess I could just upload some of the clips so uh, that way you guys could hear them. Um, cool, because I wouldn't mind trying to do this, you know, as part of the, uh, <laughs> you know, something for our, an episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure exactly how we would do that. To be honest yeah. with you. True. If anybody's got any good ideas, let us know. It's honestly that building it, but doing it in PowerPoint really, I don't think is the ideal. Uh-huh. Um, but I knew it would work because you don't need the internet for it. And I was like, I just need PowerPoint on my laptop. Mm-hmm. And that was fine, but it's not ideal um, as far as like the controls and everything, being able to play and hit pause and that sort of thing. Um, so, but this at least gave me an opportunity to do it with actual people and see where I need to make some changes. Yeah. Um, so they were also my guinea pigs. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody, both the people that played it and the people in the audience were like, yeah, that was, that was fun. 
you know, it was Yay. good. You made my, you made my brain hurt on a few of those, making me really think. Um, so a lot of people are like, well, if you played that frontwards, I would have known exactly what it was. I'm like, that's the point. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I want you to watch I wanted to be a little tougher. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Take yeah. the brain work a little more. Mm -hmm. Yes. Exactly. So, yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll be tweaking it and finding it so that I can try it again next year, obviously with different clips because, you know. Mm -hmm. change it up and thankfully there's a lot of options out there uh, mm -hmm. so <laughs> it's not that I'm going to be hurting for content mm -hmm. um, um, but yeah so that was fun I, I, I enjoyed doing that um, and then uh, after that um, I did the, my other panel that I submitted that I do pretty much every year podcasting 101 pretty straightforward I think yeah, I would say that some of the ones like that where, like, especially where they're very talking head educational, educate, yeah, educational, that's a very loose term, but, um, at least the ones that I listen to, I, they tend to be more scripted. Even if they're, even if it's not just the one person talking, even if they've got other people, they have a pretty tight script that they follow. Like, um, well, I'll say um, the one crap. What's its name? Um, Cautionary Tales is is a good one. It's just one guy. But he tells a story, and every now and then it, they have in, like, little vignettes where they'll have people playing people um, and have some sound effects. But it's not, like, necessarily the entire podcast, but it's obvious scripted, even the guy narrating. Um, Behind the Bastards is another one where um, he usually has... Well, his producer talks with him a lot, <laughs> usually trying to get him to behave because uh, <laughs> he'll go off the rails. But he almost always has a, a guest or two, but it's still informational. But he, it's very obvious that he's got a script because he does a lot of research talking well, about things. Well, so. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and although I don't hear it often every now and then, I will hear the traffic being picked up in, in the mic. So I'm working on it right now actually getting the acoustic groups. Yeah. And you know, try to get rid of those kinds of aspects. But uh, from a purely technical standpoint, I got what kind of mic do you use? You know, it's like Mm-hmm. Sort of going into the direction of the way this is going to be tougher. Um, As opposed to giving it simple. Yeah. Um, I use my, I, I, me personally, um, I use a combination of earphones with microphone attached to it. 
um, which they're, it's a really nice set. They're fairly expensive. They're by uh, Jabra. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, although I I don't think they make one. I'm going to have to jimmy rig some sort of like pop filter. Because <laughs> it's like even I can hear <laughs> like the air <laughs> on the microphone sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I put the mic up like this. Yeah. 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 Well, nobody well, likes the sound of their own voice. Yeah. Yeah. It could also be where your your uh, mic is positioned uh, when you're talking. Um, on our go stuff, like what we have sitting in our booth right now, uh, we use the audio Technica's. Uh, uh, broadcaster mics and if you sit it to where you think that okay I can hear everything it sounds good then you do pick up all the breath but if you set it like out here just high enough where you're talking to it and and you have everything pumped just enough you get really good clean audio and you don't hear the, the things it's all about where you Yeah, a, a decent quality microphone. A lot of people don't realize this. You don't have to be looking, you know, it doesn't have to be like you're going to lick it <laughs> while using it. <laughs> I've been in like round table situations and the people are like right up on the mic. I'm like, you don't need to do that with that type of mic. You can sit like a normal person, but just the people that aren't familiar with using microphones, they all just assume that they have to like, be shoving it down their gullet and or, it's like no that's not necessary talking to the wrong side of it like some condenser mic. i'm not i'm not here to evangelize pod being the only one i know real well so do we, yeah, that's what, what i was thinking that's what i wanted to say about the speakers i guess the one that i'm really familiar with right now yeah we use libsyn yeah that one's been around a long time yeah which that was when we were looking that was the one that came highly recommended when I asked around, and that's the one we've been using for almost seven years because we weren't using a, any sort of hosting for the first six months or so because <laughs> we wanted to see how it went first um, and see if we if something we actually wanted to start putting money into for, like, hosting and stuff. Um, but, yeah, so we joined Libsyn and... Knock on wood. <laughs> Six and a half years of using them, we've never had an issue. Like no, oh. no broken downloads or yeah. anything. And they and they've they're built in, and they've expanded as more and more platforms have started taking on pod podcasts as a as a medium. So now you just go into your account and you're like, hey, do you want to be on iHeartRadio? Press this button and it just does it. They just submit all the information that that platform needs on your behalf so you don't have to worry about like the copying pasting and figuring out forms and all those things so we usually get you know 
at least a couple of people that show up for that one that have questions about hosting and equipment and that sort of thing because there's always people every year that are like i thought about starting a podcast i have questions i will help answer those questions so um oh, that's pretty straightforward i think podcasting 101 um and then we had uh the opening ceremonies um so that was um again kind of nice to just have everybody, everybody in the main programming area and you know be like hey we're here together yay <laughs> you know kermit flail uh, <laughs> um and then my last panel of friday was the end of the 13th doctor question mark um uh, so it's a uh, give uh, both the panelists and the audience uh, an opportunity to talk about Jodie Whittaker's run at the doctor. And it's like, you know, happy, upset, indifferent. What did you like? What did you didn't like? What would you like to see changed? That sort of thing. Um, so, um, and of course we have, if you've listened to any of our recaps of since, you know, since we started, since the, you know, whenever Doctor Who is on, that you've heard our opinion on Jodie <laughs> as the Doctor. So I like her as the Doctor. I don't. I think, yeah, I think Chris Chibnall is, I think, a decent, he's obviously a decent scriptwriter with the right story in kind of genre because like yeah he did Broadchurch and Broadchurch is great it's you know it's mm -hmm. it's amazing um but Broadchurch is like a completely different animal than Doctor Who as far as like genre is concerned and I think that's where I, I, I just think Chibnall is not necessarily in his wheelhouse with Doctor Who I think um so but uh but that's just my opinion so, but anyway, that was a interesting conversation at the very least. And everybody was nice. So that's the one thing I do like about the, this, this convention is, you know, we've had some of these different panels like that where, you know, people are giving their opinion and you know, yeah, even though there's no wrong yeah that can go wrong really easily but that's not been the case that i've ever experienced so that's good <laughs> everybody has been respectful of other people's opinions even if they're not the same opinion so i will commend the in conjunction fans for that um so that was uh friday so then i went home and fell asleep uh, <laughs> um, and then came back uh, Saturday morning for my first panel of that day, which was the MCU 2021 and beyond. And this one, Ooh. we went over our allotted time and probably would have kept on going if there hadn't been something else sketched. I'm honestly not surprised. <laughs> like, not like that. Yeah. But, the way, but even the, the way that they did it in the show, you had empathy for him 
as a person because he was flawed. He, he was trying, they put him in a blender and, and, and put him in a situation that he just wasn't going to win. Succeeded. Yeah. He just couldn't. No, and, and he couldn't measure up. No. The very yeah. first rebound to putting on the cap suit was not going to go well. Mm-mm. It just wasn't. I I thoroughly enjoyed watching him get his ass kicked by the door melange. You know, they don't they weren't even super soldiers. I mean these were just these these were three women highly trained as they were with uh, with uh, 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 vibranium uh, staffs. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and it's like they handled him. Yeah, and the shield. Yeah. And yeah. when the one flipped the shield back up on her arm, like, you know, like, what you going to do now? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, that's, that's what, and it led him to take the serum. And it led him yeah. to realize, you know, that, you know, he needed to be more. But it also, his mind was kind of twisted at that point over mm-hmm. the. Uh, it did exactly yeah. what Erskine said in Captain America, and right. Cap- it enhances what's already there. Right, yeah. and and he had a lot of pent up anger and, and and fear, and he had PTSD. Yeah, it, it, they yeah. showed that yeah. it was a real thing. He he talked to uh, 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 Lamar the things we had, they had us do over there. Yeah. You know, when we and, and that's something that's real. I've never I've never seen combat. I'm a veteran, but I've never seen combat. But the thing is, is is that when you talk to people who are veterans who have seen combat, and you you know, war is hell, it's horrible. It, oh. it, there's so many things that you it changes you. Yeah, it changes yeah. you on and, and you you know, people who have not experienced that, you know, are never gonna really truly understand that. And that's something that they dealt with in this show, which was another kudos to them to handle it the way that they did. They handled so many issues so well. Yes. I mean, taking on the Truth comic in Isaiah Bradley. Yes. uh, John Walker's issues. And he was supposed to be an asshole. And he was an asshole. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to get the U.S. agent suit and be an asshole and yet be a good guy they they the mixture was spot on right just wonderful right and i think that part of it has to do with the charisma of, of why yes um you yes. know he definitely has uh some charm, some was, charm with uh, that he probably picked up from both yeah i'll say the apple probably hasn't yeah. fallen far from the tree i think yeah. <laughs> casting, casting was spectacular yeah but did, it, that's what that's I, the I don't know if it's still the same person. I know it was for the longest time that Marvel was using the same like casting person, oh, that yeah. head of casting. I don't know if she still is the 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 person, but kudos to their casting yes. people yeah. just since the beginning. Yeah, I don't. They've yet to cast anybody where I'm like, no. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. They've you, just you been get some on the nose. That maybe aren't as high highly valued or prized right. as others. And that's an individual impression we all have to make for ourselves. Yeah. But at the same time, they're they're casting. I mean, everyone from Peter Parker to Tony. Yeah. Iron Man. It's just across the board. Uh, yeah. Did Did anyone else notice in that series that the camera lingered on Lamar after he hit that pillar a little bit longer? 
twins aren't dead. Yep. Nope. Yep. They, they, well, no. they, <laughs> they call. They're, they're yeah. out there somewhere. Yep. They're out there somewhere. And, and we've seen them age from babies to. It, they, babies they did. I mean, that, it was. Yeah. I would say, it, it, was, it, was, it was. I think it was a genius way to do that because, one, <laughs> it plays into that trope that we see on sitcom where yes. somebody yes. has a baby yes. and then, like, the next season, they're, like, getting their driver's license. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, but then it makes them the right age for Young Avengers. Was set up very much like the living room. Oh, that was the Dick Van Dyke show. Right. And that yeah. was very with the ottoman yes. and everything. Right. Yeah. yeah, and the kitchen. Yeah, yes, definitely, yeah. definitely. The and they and that set, they used the same set for every era. They just redressed it. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And well, and that's what sitcoms did. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, but the fact that they were able to build this like one set, yeah. have their house layout, yeah, and then they just it. had they just had yeah. to reface it. Mm-hmm. Other than the, the the stairs had to be, yeah, you know, the stairs yeah. went back to Brady Bunch. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. So. It's interesting that they how they explain why when they explain why those episodes were based off of uh, sitcoms throughout the decades and whatnot. The explanation when I when it was first revealed, I was like, "I'll be there." Yeah, but that spoke to me as as someone who did not have a lot of friends when I was a kid. I spent my childhood. I grew I grew up in front of the TV, so I would I would have done the same thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Of course, my episodes of choice would series of choice would have been. Batman, the 1966 no, all that jazz is a totally different movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how is uh, asking the uh, audience uh, what are your highlights uh, from the MCU thus far, and what are you most interested in looking forward to? Forward to coming out. What I'm most looking forward to, go. Like we were just have an hour and then there was a half hour break between that and the next event. Uh, so it's not like we went over and we're holding up the other people, but um, even then it was like, it, we could have just kept going and going and going, going and going and talking about the, oh my goodness. Uh, like if, if compared like thinking about like all, all episodes that dealt with the MCU, Oh yeah, I mean, when we can spend two and a half hours talking about these six episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like it's only six episodes. No, but you don't understand. This is six episodes in the MCU, and therefore, exactly, this is this this is this is like five movies. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. So yeah, that was a a, a lively discussion. 
to, uh, to, to, to say the least. And everybody's, all, everybody's very excited about what's coming down the pipeline. So, uh, mm. you know, the stuff that we know is coming and even the stuff that we don't know is coming, or at least the stuff that's not scheduled. We know is coming, but isn't like, like with a year next to it, just like, this is coming eventually. <laughs> uh, so I fun speculating like, ooh, this is gonna happen or mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. is not gonna happen. And that's always fun. Yeah. Almost worth the wait. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, and then uh, my panel after that was the best thing ever. Um, which uh, is a <laughs> the official description because this is not one that I submitted. Um, but the, the official description in the program book is we're known for our infamous worst of series, but after the year everyone had last year, we figure what the heck, let's talk about our favorite things. What sparks joy in your heart? What got you through 2020? Which really was not so much a panel, more just us sitting around in the room, just talking <laughs> and writing on construction paper. Uh, Cause uh, Becky ended <laughs> up bringing a stack of construction paper and Sharpies and she's like, well, I was going to pass this around to whoever showed up and you could like write like your favorite things or like the things that helped got you, get you through the pandemic. And we could like, I thought she was like, well, we can maybe post them out in like the lobby or something and people can add to it. So we can have this wall of like colorful paper of like, you know, happy thoughts uh, and that sort of thing. So really we just sat and talked about this, that, and the other thing, because there was really just me and the other two panelists and one of the panelists' roommates and um, the guy doing the photography for the convention. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so we really just kind of shot the breeze and wrote, uh, you know, things on our construction paper and people were like, naps! <laughs> and dogs <laughs> and chocolate, you know, all sorts of things. So, um, and there are pictures. Um, they did end up putting them out on a table in the in the lobby, and people could add to them. I, there's a picture. There's some pictures of them on the in conjunction Facebook page, so you can go go see those. Um, so, um, but then I ended up uh, cutting out a little early from from that one because I was getting hungry. Uh, <laughs> It was getting to lunchtime, and I was like, I need to eat before my next panel, which was at one, uh, which was, what's in your collection? So, Ooh. talking about our nerdy collections of things, um, which was quite interesting to, to hear about what things people focus on. Like, some people are like, I collect, you know, art but from you know of certain characters or i collect art from a certain artist or you know a certain number of artists because i really like this style um and all sorts of and like unique things um it not necessarily like pop culture related like one of the gals uh the one gal other uh that was on the uh panel uh Teedley Harris she's a, a an author um but she's really big into ancient Egypt so she collects Ooh. cat figurines and cat statues so that's one of the things that she likes to collect is 
like the sort of thing that would be put in like a tomb in a pyramid <laughs> those sort those sorts of things so that was really cool there was That's one cool. thing yeah the, i think the coolest thing and the guy actually brought it with him um because it's actually functional for him um you know like uh you, well it's like if you've watched enough tv shows and books and stuff it, i think um, most people know what a sword cane is yeah yeah or you know unless you're lucius you know, malfoy in that case it's a wand cane uh, <laughs> where he's got a, a cane but it the top of it pulls out and his wand is it comes you know his wand is part of it um so this mm -hmm. guy it's his cane is really nice looking one this wood's got all this carving on it it's got this really nice golden brass handle ball you know at the top of it that you grab onto but you open it and pull out the inside and then you can screw it back together and it's a pool cue oh that's cool yeah <laughs> isn't it <laughs> and like part of the brass ball comes off and there's a rubber ball underneath so you can like set it up against like a pool table you don't have to worry about it like rolling away from you because of the rubber it sticks to the ground so you can prop it up and you don't have to worry about it like falling over and getting damaged and stuff it was really cool uh, so that is i mean that makes perfect sense but i would never have thought to do do something like that like mm -hmm. yeah, I've heard of sword canes and stuff like that, but a pool cue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it was really cool. <laughs> um. So um. And then after that panel, I was just at my table, um, in the in the vendor hall the rest of the day. And then when the vendor hall closed up for the day, um, I had like half an hour ish to kill so i just found an outlet and plugged my phone in <laughs> let it charge for a little bit um and then at seven o'clock was the masquerade aka the cosplay contest but they call it a masquerade because that just sounds fancier um and uh i usually watch but this year i decided to answer because on saturday Ooh. I was cosplaying my time buster. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, so, uh, which I have not worn since November of 2019 when I was at Louisville where I got to meet Christopher Eccleston. So um, it had been a long time since the old time buster had, had been busted out. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I'd signed up for the masquerade earlier in the day. Um, and then when it was time for us to go line up, um, they told us where to go and they put us in the order that the, the judges had determined. I, I think it was just the order that we entered, I think, <laughs> was determined what order that we went in. Funnily enough, I was number six. <laughs> nice. I know. I was like, I'd like to think I played it that way, but I didn't. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, so we had a, a decent sized group, uh, mostly adults, but we did have a, a few kids, uh, enter, uh, in the kids category. So, um, that was a pretty, 
pretty awesome. Um, and the gal that won, um, her costume was pretty awesome because hers was actually two in one. Um, because um, she starts out dressed as uh, Tika from Moana. So okay. all fire and, and everything. Oh. Um, and then then she gets when and then uh, you know she, she you know she poses and does whatever she does as Tika, but then she can uh, peel that off and underneath she's Tafiti. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was that was pretty cool. So she she gets to she just makes that transfer transportation transformation from Tika to Tafiti. So that was that was pretty cool. Uh, and I didn't even realize either because like I was standing next to her for a while when we were waiting too, and you know after afterwards I'm like you were you had a secret underneath there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i think she definitely she definitely deserved deserved to to win win for that um that being said i tied for second Yay. i tied with a gal who was dressed as a character from five nights at freddy's that i huh. don't know so i know what five nights at freddy's is i got the gist of it i just i don't know yeah. the, the I, say, I know it's a video so. game and i know like what like the design of, but I couldn't name yeah. anybody. Yeah, uh, but she she made it all. She also made that all of her, all herself out of fabric and duct tape and all all sorts of things. So, nice. so that was that was pretty cool. So, and I was excited. Yeah, they they're like we have a tie for second. I'm like, ooh, that's cool. And they were like, yeah, these two people, you know, these two got exactly the same score and we just couldn't figure out a way to do a tiebreaker so we just said screw it they both get a prize so <laughs> <laughs> like thanks judges so i got a gift card to joanne's so yay buy more nice. things for more cosplays that uh i will find time to make in some century <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, so that was fun, um, and I got a lot of of compliments on on my time buster. Uh, I uh, included with my my stage presentation my own universe twist on the um, commercial from the Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the TV commercial. Mm -hmm. uh, so. Um, you can watch the the masquerade on the in conjunction uh, Facebook page. So if you want, you can watch the entire thing, or you can just if you just want to see me, skip ahead to the seven minute mark um, and hear my little blurb. Um, but it's not super long. We had like a dozen contestants, I think, at most, so it wouldn't take you very long to watch the entire thing. And, and go and watch and see all the others. So, because I have been on both sides in in these things, both as a contestant and as a judge. And 
<clears throat> regardless of whether you're a new person to cosplay or a seasoned veteran, really on both sides, being judged and doing the judging, it is not easy. I don't care who you are, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, it's, I can't, it, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, big, big kudos to everybody that decided to put themselves out there like that. So, um, so that was a fun way to end my Saturday. Um, and then Sunday, which was the 4th of July, um, was my last panel, which was, how did that ending work for you? <laughs> theme of the movie, what it had to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to... You were you were talking to everybody before I walked in. Well, I was just they have no, not really, but I mean, I think most everybody's been in one of my other panels, so they know who I am. But for those, and and we've done those maybe together. Yeah, yeah. In case you haven't, or yeah, you partied too hard last night. Uh, I'm Rachel Friend. I'm a podcaster and cosplayer. I like to call myself a professional nerd. Um, So, uh, but yeah, I'm fan of things like the mcu and star wars and a lot of that stuff but like the the cwdc universe i gave up on a long time ago because it was just way too soap opera-y for my taste so i yeah after so many episodes of like arrow i felt like i needed like a percocet or something (laughs) an upper of some sort because i was just always so depressed <laughs> so, um, I consider myself twelve different kinds of nerd um, because I'm a fan of so many things that are out there. Uh, anyway, um, thought we'd get into it with. Uh, Do you want a no. Okay. We don't need it. The person after us might, so you might as well get it warmed up, I guess. <laughs> hey, Ricky. Because I'm pretty sure the person after us probably needs it. I'm assuming pup trivia. Where, where, do, where do you want to start? Uh, well, I guess we could start with the big elephant in the room, Supernatural. Okay. It's a big elephant. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I... I, I enjoyed so much of that series. Yeah. Um, when it came to the end, it it had me crying my eyes out. Yeah. <laughs> not, not for me. Well, maybe tears of frustration. Uh. <laughs> How did they end it? Because I, I ended up, I gave up after. Which time? Which kid? Which kid? Which time? Probably the first time. Are you, ta- you mean like hell, hell? You mean, you mean purgatory? You mean it? <laughs> Be more specific. <laughs> so obviously we're going to get into spoiler territory here because um, that's kind of what well, endings are. Ending, yeah. But, but the ending happened so long ago. I mean, I just caught up this last week. Yeah. But the ending happened last Yeah. Last so. Fall. So yeah, yeah, um, but they kill both of them or? yes and no. Yeah. Uh, Dean died, mm-hmm. y- at young, mm-hmm. 
Dean died in battle. Yes. The way almost you expect him to. Yes, stupidly. (laughs) They were fighting vampires, and he ended up getting impaled by a piece of rebar. Yep. Yeah. Right in, like, you know, uh, the heart, essentially. So, he, yeah. Yes, after they defeat God, and then yeah, they yeah, at, defeat God. yeah, Adam, yeah, Adam becomes a new God, uh, <coughs> yeah. Um, so Dean dies and goes off no, to Jack. oh Jack, Jack yeah, Jack, Jack becomes yeah, Jack becomes and, uh, a new God. He said they he d- yeah. simply not put himself out there in so morning sunshine. <laughs> yeah but either way sam and dean get separated because dean dies and uh so they end up having this dean goes to the afterlife which is essentially heaven where he has uh, a place to live he sees bobby the impala he's got his version of baby there um, and goes for a very long drive to a very I, I sappy was, version of Carry On My yes, Wayward Son. Yes. Well, we get a montage of Sam living a very long life, getting married, having a kid, growing. Naming him Dean. Yeah, naming him Dean, grow, growing to be a very old man and dying peacefully. And then they're reunited in heaven. The end. Yeah. yeah. Which suck. <laughs> really, really suck. But I can't, as much as I hated it, I really can't fault them because they were severely impacted by COVID. And the problem yeah. was is they re- the, the original ending was going to be like this whole big reunion. Like they, they would go to heaven and like their parents would be there, uh, Bobby would be there, all these people that we have known was going to be this great bit, you know, Charlie, all these people, were, it's going to be this great reunion in heaven, yeah. and because they shoot in Vancouver, anybody who wanted was going to come to shoot would have had to go to Canada, quarantine for two weeks first, yeah. And then go film, and then when they go home back to wherever they are, the United States or whatever, they would again have to quarantine for two weeks, which meant automatically four weeks of them just being quarantined by themselves and separated yeah. from their families. COVID sucks. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they, as much as they really wanted the people to be able to come, that whole having to quarantine for two weeks on both ends of travel just yeah. severely... Limited. Limited who could come back to Vancouver to film. So really it was our two main leads and Bobby. <laughs> so. Yeah. They, they, did, they did do the alternative, which was small recompense, but they mentioned... Their parents were up the road in their own little house. Yeah, and Cass had helped Jack build the new heaven. So yeah. it's like apparently Cass was not stuck in in super hell, angel super hell. Right. So, but yeah, it was. I just, didn't mind the ending, but just now that the you pan- yeah the pandemic was, just really screwed what us. What I over. was really looking forward to was seeing a regathering of all the main yeah. characters. 
in in some form or another yeah and it just didn't happen yeah so i i can see where disappointing yeah <laughs> yeah so screw you pandemic <laughs> <laughs> but now we're getting a prequel so we're getting a prequel yes Ah, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was just a, just details. Well, that's about all we've got. Is there? There's going to be a prequel series called uh, the Winchesters, essentially. So I think it's going to follow John and Mary. I ah. think. Um, that seems to be the rage these days. Prequels. Yeah. Had one for them. You yeah. Had one for. But uh, Game Jared, and Jared and his wife are. Um, spearheading it so huh. Jared Padalek yeah okay was it Jared oh, it's Jen. oh yeah yeah oh yeah I have issues with Fox too even now Fox is yeah Fox unfortunately has killed one of my favorite shows so it has ended until unless it gets picked up, you know, unless mm-hmm. it gets like a Lucifer type thing where somebody right. picks it up. So, um, but that's the the series Prodigal Son, yeah, which so only, like which was only it only got two yeah. seasons, and again got screwed because of the pandemic as far as production was concerned. But um, it was such such a good show for being mm-hmm. on the surface, seeming to be just another like you know crop cop crime drama type you know criminal minds type thing Mm -hmm. but they did such a good job about subverting a lot of the tropes that you see in tv shows like that um and the fact that you know you've got michael sheen (laughs) in there too my love (laughs) playing you know this serial killer (laughs) so but yeah i was yeah it's currently it's been canceled and the ending was just like blah no it wasn't blah they left us with a cliffhanger oh okay that's no good so every you know the 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 little fandom that we have there's a uh, prodigal son reddit and the the very you know numbers Mm -hmm. in there they're very are trying very very hard to campaign to get somebody to pick it up and i know the showrunners are trying to find somebody to take it but so far they haven't gotten any right. the cliffhanger where the, the the doctor from the prison stabbed the dad or what was that that's his son the son yeah well no the the dad the serial killer dad yeah wasn't he the doctor had taken him out well yeah she she kidnapped him Catherine Zeta-Jones. And the son, the son stabbed him. Yeah, yeah. In, in self-defense, honestly. That was in self-defense. But yeah, it's like, is, is Martin dead? Is he going to live? And they've like, yeah, we've got ideas for, for Martin Whitley's character. You know, regardless of what happens to him, he's going to have a, a place. And it's like, can we just, one more season. To, it, when you get shows like that, I think, mm-hmm. you know, you need, I think, three seasons minimum, I think. Right. Because you got you really get your first season to get a, to introduce all your characters, and then yep. second is like really getting into plot. But yeah, it it's just like the pretender. yeah. And then, no, that's a show I like. The same thing on a cliffhanger 
and it needed another season. Yeah, really just one more is all we need. Right. Yeah. <laughs> other door. <laughs> yeah. So. Does any and that two seasons and, and stuck in limbo, probably dead. And uh, Zoe's extraordinary playlist. Anybody watch that? I had some coffee. I mean, you know, I was talking. <laughs> yeah. We hadn't, um, we hadn't introduced me yet, so I just wanted. Everybody to, knows you, don't uh, they? Well, I, I think you're, they do. Maybe you know who your I reputation am. precedes you. Do you know who I am? Yes, you should, and I'm going to tell you. My name is John F. Allen. I'm a speculative fiction author, and you should be reading my work. Okay, well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> all right, so now that all these... <laughs> See, this is what happens when you come in late. <laughs> well, you know, I, you know, I forgot. I thought we were in the uh, panel oh, in the room, other room. So I went over there, and then I saw a friend I hadn't seen in a year. Yeah. And, you know, we caught up. And so then... You saw, something, you saw somebody you knew at a convention? It, it's strange, isn't it? Yeah. Too strange. Right. Yeah. Oh, there's somebody else coming. Yay. Slowly but surely the villagers are <laughs> awakening. Yes. No pitchforks. Yeah. Shortly for that. She's got broomsticks. Boomsticks. 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 Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um what's what's the next show that was on our radar. Arrow. We we've we've already discussed how the Arrowverse. See, I'm so late. I'm sorry. <laughs> Everybody asleep. I didn't like it. I didn't like the way Arrow ended. Just on a personal note. Uh, I I liked the idea of that follow-up show. That would have been good. Yeah, but been I didn't great. like I didn't like him becoming the Spectre, and I'm like, are, are you kidding me? Like, they did that in the comics with Green Lantern, and I was like, why? But the spinoff show set in the near future, that would have been kind of cool. Yeah. Um, um, what was it? It was going to be... Um, Arrow on the Can- Green Arrow on the Canaries? No, it was, it was just going to be the Black Canaries. Uh, something in the Black Canaries. Uh-huh. And uh, they actually had potential in that to uh, introduce a uh, version of the Huntress. Right. That would have been really cool. You know, that could have been, she could have been like an anti-hero that they sometimes teamed up with and sometimes they were after her and she would have been a foil, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But DC screwed the pooch, dropped the ball, kicked the can. Where, where I think they dropped the ball is they were doing all these crossovers each year. Mm-hmm. With the Arrowverse, and yet they're not willing to put them out on DVD as their own individual thing, and they should be. And keep going. They they formed a Justice League, and yes. they were too scared to make a Justice League. If they had a Justice League TV show, do you know how many people would tune into that? Oh, yeah. A CW Justice League show. I mean, you've got Tyler Hecklin, Superman. You've got the Batwoman, you've got um, Black Lightning, 
you know, you've got John uh, uh, Jones, you know, and if they had made Diggle a Green Lantern, could you imagine that? And then they brought Ray Palmer back as, as the Atom. You've got all of those characters together. Pretty and, well established. Right, and all they had to do was make an annual event. It would be like a four-part miniseries every year that focused on them coming together. Like they and did it, with like Crisis and Infinite Earths. Yes, yeah. the Crisis was so, so well done from, from a couple of standpoints, and yet they're unwilling to market it and put it on DVD. I would have loved to have had that in my collection. Right, and now they have a new Earth 2 with Stargirl and the right. new Justice Society. That's this. That's coming out this summer. Yes, they could have had a crossover like they did in the comics. Annual yep. crossover. They come together, the two worlds, and they had to fight some, you know, larger-than-life uh, gathering of villains and, and things like that. That's, that's what I would have liked to have seen, but did they give it to us? Nope. <laughs> the CW has a habit of tricking me out, though. I mean, look at uh, Smallville. How many people did they introduce? They introduced the Flash, they introduced Canary, they, I mean, they introduced all these superheroes, and they didn't do anything with them because they were chicken. Yep. Are they, oh, will people be confused with the DCEU? No, they won't. If you see Tyler Hecklin and uh, 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 He's Henry Cavill standing next to each other, you're going to know the difference. Trust <laughs> me. <laughs> yep. He's pretty good in Superman and Lois. I mean, that's like Superman and his little brother. I mean, come on. You're going to know the difference. You're going to know that, that, that is he supposed to be this? No, jackass. He's not the same. <laughs> Can't you uh, tell? <laughs> the, the next one that comes to mind is the Marvel TV shows and how you felt about the ending, but the whole thing of WandaVision. Well, even before that, one that right. one that one that had ended um, last year was Agents of Shield. Oh, that's right. So, you know what? And I was actually happy with that. I liked yes. that. But the only thing that I wish that they had did was to integrate those characters or start or hopefully will start to integrate those characters into back the MCU into mm-hmm. the net main timeline. Because I mean, you know, um God I can't think of his name. Um the guy with the axe gun. Oh, Mac. Mac. <laughs> and, and Shotgun Axe. Right. And and and, and his girlfriend. Yo yo. Uh, Yo yo, yeah. I mean, could you imagine like a, a, a mini series with them back to back spy, you know, uh, ham fisted adventure? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, come on, people would be chomping at the bit for stuff like that. I mean, just to see Coulson just scare the hell out of everybody. Yeah. You know, I mean, could you imagine <laughs> Thor seeing Coulson? Son of coal. Yes. You live. <laughs> you know, I mean, you verily, and then he picks him up. You know. Yeah. Like a little baby, you know, and, uh, you know. Except Thor, then you'd have to explain to Thor that that's not Coulson. Right, and and he he would. The the Coulson that we know and love (coughs) sacrificed himself at the Battle of New York is definitively dead. Right. The Coulson that's running around now is an LMD. Right, and then then he'd have to get crushed all over again, you know, the big guy. But that would be, you know. But I mean, he's got all Coulson's memories. So. Right, right. Well, you know, which is did, fine by me. Right. I, How yeah. did people feel about the end of the MCU? 
what as far as like end game yeah like that phase three or whatever uh, yeah. end of phase three i mean i i i've been going now into phase four th two of my three mains are technically dead so Which you know because because i mean like i said the colson that we know and love right. and grew you know got to know since the first iron man is technically dead um and then Tony Stark is dead too, so yeah. now I only have Doctor Strange. <laughs> so. Well, but that's the next big movie. Yeah. After Black Widow. Yeah. So I'm greedy. So I'm I'm greedy. Yeah. I wanted it's to like see my mains. More. I keep killing them off. Right. After oh, like yes. 10, 10, 15 years, but still, you know. <laughs> I wanted to see more uh, Steve Rogers Cap. I wanted to see more uh, RDJ Iron Man. I wanted to see more Scarlet uh, Black Widow, uh, but. They did it in a way that was dignified. I think yeah. that you oh, know, yeah. and, they did. And they, they did Tony more. justice right. with the, the way right. they did it. So. Is leave them wanting more as you move on to your next series of of events. Yeah, right. And yeah. passing on the torch to a yes. younger generation of yeah. heroes. Young is coming. And yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, as much Sam. as I love Robert Downey Jr. as Sam's Tony Stark, cap. I mean, he he's getting up there in years, so. Yeah, but he still looks good. Though. Yeah, but, but I mean, I would have been happy just to have like Tony set aside Iron Man and just be like the financial guy, right, 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 <laughs> on right, the side because exactly. he was anyway. He was paying for everything right. anyway. Yeah, and uh, mentor Riri Williams, yeah. right, right. You know, and be astonished by her brilliance. Yeah, but somebody, <laughs> I mean, really to, to wrap up the whole like Infinity thing with Thanos, somebody was going to have to pay the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. And I knew going into it, it was either going to be Steve or Tony, and you know, because I like Tony better. I'm team. I'm team Stark. I was hoping that it was going to be Steve, but <laughs> yeah, I think she is. Yeah, she inherited the whole right. Right. Pepper Potts. Oh, Pepper Potts. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, well, they've got Shuri now, though. Yeah, Wakanda's open. Yeah. They've got a lot of money, and they obviously have the technology. I mean, Sam's suit as a new cap came from Wakanda. We know that yeah. Shuri is the one that hooked him up with that at yeah. the end of the day. So I think Shuri and Wakanda are probably going to step in at least a little bit as far as the technology and resources as as available technology to them. And resources, but as far as the leadership, yeah. it's going to be Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, you and, and, and that's going to break off into two factions because you have Cap getting his technology from Wakanda, but you have Riri Williams and Spider-Man getting, still getting technology from Stark. Yeah. So Stark I, I, I yeah. think that depending upon what the situation You're going to have like your young that. Avengers getting yeah. the yep. support from Stark Industries and then the still kind of older that we still, you know, the, the grown-ups, you know, Sam and Bucky and all that, that mm -hmm. they're probably going to be supported by Wakanda. So... <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> We've got 20 minutes. <laughs> That's not enough time. Yeah. Well, you're more excited about the past in the Star Wars franchise being uh, revisited than the future. Yeah, well, you've got something like The Mandalorian, which takes place pre 
new trilogy. Right. <laughs> You're like, right. And, and I want so, more of this, please. And right. it's so well done. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and they can't match what the Mandalorians providing. Yeah. And then you've yeah. got it's a the, all sad. of the cartoons are still holding their own. If you've watched the the Bad, the batch. Bad batch, right? It's really good. I have not seen it. The same thing that the MCU kind of did and have the master showrunner overseeing the whole thing going on there. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to the movies where they kind of, they didn't make that plan. They farmed them out. And so it resulted in that very disjointed feel that we ended up with where mm-hmm. things weren't matching up and the, the canon wasn't really straight. And I think Lucasfilm missed the mark on that after Disney took them over because they they weren't paying a lot of attention to that overall feel, which is one of the things the MCU does incredibly well and mm-hmm. one of the things that those cartoons for Star Wars are doing really, really well. Who Dave is it Dave Filoni? John Favreau. John Favreau. And and John Favreau. Favreau. Okay. Um, so but like I said, yeah. they but Kathleen Kennedy unfortunately is not Kevin Feige or John Favreau no. or Dave Filoni. No. So and so it's kind of I've heard some complaints from people that they're bringing too much from the cartoon series into the Mandalorian. Um, but I'm like, well, but it only makes sense because Dave Filoni is writing a lot of those. Episodes. Oh yeah, I mean, when they were when they were like, we're getting live action Ahsoka Tano, I'm like, I am there. Yes. Right. <laughs> I, that I can't wait for that. Who's the actress? Rosie Perez. Ros- no, yeah. Rosario. Rosario Dawson. Dawson. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but. The Mandalorian, did that end? No. Definitively? No. no. It's got a third season. Eventually, yeah. Right. It's being set aside for a spinoff. Right. With another Mandalorian. Ooh, that sounds like... That's on. Fun and loaded fun. at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we started with Supernatural, and it just went from there. <laughs> oh, boy. I had a feeling Supernatural was going to be either I'm the main sure one. I'm sure Supernatural was pretty heated. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It was an interesting discussion, especially with Supernatural, which, if you've listened to our episode talking about the end of Supernatural, you know that the... The, the series finale was quite divisive mm-hmm. um, for a lot That's of people. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, un, un, it's unfortunate that things happen the way they did because mm-hmm. of the pandemic. So yep. it's, it's kind of hard to really put a lot of fault on people because of that, because it was a very unfortunate situation. Um, mm-hmm. and we did talk about Prodigal Son, too. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of people in the audience that are like, oh, yeah. Um, so uh-huh. we're like, you know, speculating on the ending of that and what everything meant. Um, uh-huh. So, um, but yeah, once again, different opinions all over mm-hmm. the place, but everybody was respectful, which I could totally. Yay. That was good. I'm totally appreciative especially when you're getting into things like <laughs> series finales. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. 
so but that was my that was my last panel um for the entire weekend and then i was just at my table for the rest of the day um you know i wandered the vendor hall a few times uh you know to keep the the legs stretched and that sort of thing but for the most part if i if i was not at a panel i was at my table unless i was going to the bathroom but yeah that's neither here nor there um <laughs> and uh um, yeah talk to, to i saw several familiar faces uh tony and liz um were actually volunteering uh as staff for the weekend so tony was helping with av um and then liz was just kind of being a gopher um helping with uh some of the guests of honor that were there um so um uh, unfortunately, I missed the all any and all the presentations by the guests of honor, um, <laughs> because if I wasn't if either I was in my a, a panel that I was on, or if I was at my table, I didn't want to leave the table any more than I was already missing being at the table. Thankfully, in okay. conjunction, the on top of having like the program book, they had just like a sheet sheets printed out just you know like legal size paper with just like a grid copy of the schedule and so i just went in and highlighted all the panels that i was on and put a uh, uh attached a note to it i'm like am i not at my table chances are i'm at a panel check the schedule mine are highlighted uh -huh. <laughs> so <laughs> and i even had one person that was like yeah i came by and you weren't here but i saw your you're, I saw you were in a panel, so I thought I'd come back later. I'm like, that's why I did that. So I'm glad that they I'm glad that that's the thing that they offer. <laughs> so because <laughs> in, pa in past years, yeah, yeah, that too. In past years, like I've made my own printout. Um, I didn't do that this year. Mm -hmm. I, I'd made a, a a graphic with my personal panel schedule that I posted on social media and then realized after I was already there that I'd actually forgotten one of the panels on said graphics. So. Whoops. <laughs> so sorry. Uh -huh. <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, again, I should not be doing eight panels in one weekend. <laughs> I will try to dial it back next year. Uh, but yeah, overall, I had a good time. Like I said, a, a small, not, you know, really spread out all over the place, you know, like at the convention center, you know, small footprint, small number of people attending and not a super packed, you know, schedule. It's not the Gen Con <laughs> program book. Um, definitely the best way to, to get back into the swing of doing conventions i you know even talking to some of the other vendors that are like yeah yeah that are we were talking about like gen con coming up because they 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 do gen con too um you know some of the, like the game like independent game uh people developers and, and authors and stuff and they were like, yeah, if we'd had to do like Gen Con first, it would have really sucked <laughs> if that was like the first thing you had, to, you know, first convention back. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that really would have sucked. So we're going to work our way up to Gen Con. <laughs> so, 
we'll see. Uh-huh. We'll see what happens going forward. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think considering the circumstances, I think in conjunction did a great job. Melissa as the, the chair, she did a great job. Um, I even said that to her on Twitter and she's like, she's like, thanks, but you know, it's all about the volunteers. I'm like, well, yeah, obviously a lot of these events are run by volunteers, you know, the, the people that help do things like running audiovisual and, you know, running the registration booth and that sort of thing are on a volunteer basis. Um, but somebody has to keep all, you know, somebody has to be at in charge at the very top mm -hmm. and it was Melissa this year and I think all things considering she did a great job um any issues I had I think were mostly with um like some of the signage and kind of the the flow of the floor in the vendor hall not so much like I understand the need for the distancing and everything but I think yeah, they could have tweaked some things as far as flow of traffic and still had the social distancing that was needed. Um, hopefully next year going forward, that won't necessarily be an issue. <laughs> yeah, we won't need the six feet in between everybody's tables. Um, mm -hmm. So, um, but uh, yeah, I really don't have any, any complaints and I was, <coughs> excuse me <coughs> i've talked myself my throat is like i'm done stop talking uh-huh um, <laughs> try to stay hydrated um uh-huh yeah my throat is like stop talking you did eight panels stop talking anyway um yeah i don't i i'm I'm happy. I was very, I was just happy to be there. It was, it was nice to see familiar faces that I have literally not seen in very, very long time. Um, <laughs> and just kind of get back in that geek bubble, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you feed off of the energy of the other yeah, people, yeah. you know, you, you get into something like that MCU panel and you're just like, can we just be here like forever and talk about this? Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I was happy that I could uh, be there and participate and help support the events. Look forward to next year. Once again, first weekend of July at the Marriott uh, at 21st and Shadeland in Indianapolis, right off of the interstate. So kind of hard to miss um and yeah so next up popcon which is a whole other ball of wax it's still not gen con sized so we're doing we're doing when we're, we're working our way up we've, we've had our appetizer and now we're going to work on to the salad portion <laughs> And then Gen Con is going to be like the full meal, <laughs> like the buffet. <coughs> so, in conjunction, is, in, in conjunction is like tapas, where it's just like finger <laughs> foods. Popcon is just like a reasonable meal, you know, salad, reasonable size entree, maybe a dessert. Gen Con is the 
full buffet <laughs> and we're mm -hmm. not quite ready for that yet. <laughs> so. People will I'm say still looking forward to say, should I go back for seconds or not? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. But I'll worry about that when September rolls around. Uh -huh. <clears throat> oh. All right. Well, if any of our listeners uh, have have dipped their toe back in the convention waters, they want to give their two cents on what their experience has been like. Um, you can send us an email. Uh, email address is fiveishfangirls at gmail.com or you can connect with us on any of our other social medias. Um, which the links to all of those are on our website, which is the fiveishfangirls.com. And of course, uh, podcast can be found pretty much on any app platform that allows you to get podcasts. Um, there's also the link to the book club, our Traveling the Vortex Doctor Who book club. So you can go join in the conversations with that the poll if there happens to be one at the moment. Um, if you would like to uh, financially support us, there's a number of ways you could do that, um, including Patreon, our Audible affiliate link, our Amazon affiliate link, our Redbubble merch shop, um, and um, of course, um, there is uh, Patreon also for Gold Standard and for Southgate Media Group as a whole. Um, so any of those will support some pretty amazing podcasts if I do say so myself. <laughs> I might be a little biased because you know I know these people, but <laughs> so you either been on you know part of it on them or you know the people. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, when we say the Southgate Media Group family of podcasts, we mean that. <laughs> Oh, the uh -huh. family part so yes. so there is uh that and uh as far as i know i'm not doing any panels at popcon this weekend <laughs> i didn't i didn't <laughs> submit anything no i well i didn't submit nobody's anything and, <laughs> yeah and as far as i nobody nobody's volunteered me for anything um so I believe the podcast indie group slash creative zombie studios is going to have a booth like we do most every year where we just kind of come and hang out. So me and Brandon and uh, you know other people that are part of the, the group and podcast or you know part of that group. Uh, you can usually find us there, you know. Re the return of booth mom hopefully yes um, i was just, about I just to say. <laughs> yeah i just don't know where that booth is located yet because they've not released a booth list so uh -oh. once i once i know that i guess i will post it on social media i might not know until i show up on friday <laughs> <laughs> so I was just I just may show up and you know be handed a program book and I'm just gonna have to reference that to figure out where the heck I'm going. So we'll see. Uh, I know the elves over at Popcon are working very 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 hard uh, to get uh, everything that I do not 
envy the situation that they are in at the moment. <laughs> so, um, you know, the, the last minute things that happen with conventions, I'm sure are enough. And then they're also having to deal with the constantly changing guidelines as yes. far as like social yeah. distancing, uh -huh. who needs to wear a mask, who doesn't, because like Marion County, where the convention center is located, like has their rules. The governor uh -huh. has his own set of rules that he's given for just the states. But uh -huh. then he's like, you know, counties and or businesses can override those if they feel necessary. Oh. So then the convention center has their own set of rules. Oh, so the only thing I can tell Ooh. you is PopCon has That's said a lot of headache. <laughs> yeah, the the only thing that I know for sure is PopCon has said that their rules will not be any more strict than what the convention center's rules are. <clears throat> so, but those are still changing even as of yeah. like in the last couple of days the the convention center has updated their rules and stuff. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Continuously so, in flux in motion. Yeah, yeah. Keep wash your hands. Yeah, wash your hands. Keep watching the website. Carry a mask on you, even if you're vaccinated, just in case. So, mm -hmm. yep. you know, I am fully I vaccinated. <laughs> and uh, in general, most everywhere is if you're fully vaccinated, you don't necessarily have to wear a mask. But I always have one on me, just in case. Yeah, that's, so. that's how I have. I was having one like in my pulse. Yeah. Yeah. It's just pocket. become part of my the stuff that goes in my bag when I leave the house. It's like wallet, keys, phone, you know, chapstick. Mm -hmm. mask. <laughs> so, and hand sanitizer. And hand sanitizer. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Just keep watching the, you know, if you're going to PopCon, just keep watching the social medias and as they post updates so <clears throat> but until then i'm gonna hopefully stop talking oh. at least and at least <laughs> until i have to record gold standard on thursdays so. Uh -huh. <laughs> so we'll be back next week with my recap from popcon uh presuming you know assuming i have a voice and um and then um we will do we will be doing black widow the week after that to give everybody time to to see it either at their theater yeah. or through disney plus however you decide to do it but i know because yeah because of everything that's going on not everybody's able to get to the movie theater right away so uh -huh. we're gonna mm -hmm. give you a little time to go see black widow before we do our recap of it and spoil it completely. <coughs> <laughs> you have been warned. Uh -huh. And you have your homework, I guess. Yes. So with that, I'm going to shut up <laughs> so we can sign off for this week. This is Brittany and Troy saying good night. This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Note to self, booth mom, pack throat lozenges. <laughs> <laughs>
listening to the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. You can find more episodes and information at thefiveishfangirls.com. Any and all books, movies, games, and any other forms of media mentioned are owned and operated by the respective copyright holders. No copyright infringement is intended or implied. If you wish to support the show, the easiest way is to leave us a rating and review. More ratings and reviews will make it easier for others to find the show. If you wish to support us monetarily, you can do so at patreon.com slash fiveishfangirlspodcast. All money goes towards fees and equipment to keep the show going. For official Fiveish Fangirls merchandise, visit redbubble.com slash people slash fiveishfangirls. We love hearing from our listeners and encourage feedback. You can email us at fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. You can also like and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fiveishfangirls. Thank you so much for listening, and may the squee be with you.